Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We're dedicated to improving your people skills so that you can have better relationships with others for a much more fulfilling life or career. People skills are not just a nice to have, they're a have to have. So when it comes to organizations as well, this really does impact the workplace and the results that you'll get from that. We're going to be delving into topics such as emotional intelligence, communication, leadership, workplace well-being, mental health, culture, and performance. I'm going to be answering your questions on all of these topics and sharing some insights from my career to help you move forward and definitely emotioneer a modern mindset. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel or on the Facebook page as well as LinkedIn. We look forward to connecting with you there. In this episode, we are talking about verbal sounds, words, language, speech. So emotioneering verbal skills. Why are we talking about this today and why am I talking about it on the podcast as an episode? Well, if we think about when we were growing up and the things that we heard other people say, um, we heard things like, for example, I remember my maths teacher saying this, empty vessels make the most noise, or parents may have said things to us like no talking at the table. It starts to affect our ability to communicate. The way that we communicate is important so that we can be understood, we are confident to express ourselves, and so that people understand what we are saying, they can comprehend what we're talking about. And many people will say things like, I don't know what to say. So they may be in a certain circumstance where someone has shared something with them or they've been told something and they may have had this kind of paralysis with what to reply back. They're not really sure what to say. And they may say things like, I'm lost for words. And even the best communicators and the people that are coming across as being most confident will still have a challenge with this and may say at times I'm lost for words or I don't know what to say in this particular circumstance. So it really is about staying curious and learning what we're saying, how we're saying it and how we can improve our communication because ultimately the more that we can be understood, the more that we can help other people to connect to our message, the stronger the relationships are going to be in our personal lives as well as in the workplace. It is all about the verbal skills, how a person can approach words, sentences, verbs, adjectives and knowing the meaning and can articulate it back to others right? Can we articulate back something so that they understand it as well as we do? Maybe there's adaptations. Maybe we take a little bit of feedback from them. We allow them to ask more questions and we explain in a different way. It isn't about just giving instruction and then that's it. Especially in the workplace, it's about explaining that why. Why is it important for them and understanding how to verbalize things like that. As a counsellor, it is really important that when we speak with other people, when we hold space, when we have an environment where we are welcoming others to communicate and speak with us, there's a couple of things that we have to consider in the communication that we are making. Did you just hear the dog snore <laughs> in the background there? He's uh, <laughs> snoring away next to me. But these are the things to consider. So 
the communicators, right? Who is in the conversation? Who are the people that we're communicating with? Because depending on who we're communicating with, the level of which we communicate will be different, right? If we're communicating with the child, it's going to be different. If we're communicating with an adult, if we're communicating with a work colleague or with somebody, you know, it could be a boss, it could be a leader of the organization, it could be a classroom of people. Who is it that we're communicating with? So that's the first person. Who are the communicators? Who's receiving? Who is delivering? And that may switch around. Um, the next piece is the messages. It's about what is being said and the emotion behind it. You want to think about statements and stories versus questions. We don't want to be the one that talks too much and doesn't allow someone to come into the conversation and also vice versa. We don't want to always be asking the questions. We like others to ask questions back so that we can, again, clarify understanding, gain a commonality in the conversation. The next piece is noise. So what is going on? You know, the dog distracted me just now snoring. <laughs> you may have heard it on the mic. Uh, the cars outside, other things, ooh, me flicking something on the desk. Other things can interrupt the message that you are aiming to deliver or distort that message. Imagine, you know, trying to explain something to somebody and you're in the middle of a concert. You know, the way that you're communicating that it can be totally distorted because there's loud music, there's loads of people talking at the same time. So aiming to focus and hone in on just that one person is, is so important to get the message, but it takes so much energy to do that in that circumstance. But at the same time, when we're expecting other people to be vulnerable or to listen to us or to talk to us, it has to be removed of distractions. Other people can also be that noise, right? So it could be anything around so so what is the noise that could interrupt the message we've got feedback uh we want to ensure that we're knowing whether someone has accurately understood the message that has been received or has affected the reader or the receiver having that feedback knowing that they're making sounds knowing that they're smiling at you knowing which is quite difficult when you're recording a podcast or you're speaking on clubhouse a lot of people will flash their mics on clubhouse when you're recording a podcast it's only if people speak to you in the streets so you have to imagine that there's people that are being receptive to your message and get feedback from people it's so important because when we're blind to that and we can't see people we don't know that that's happening how do we know that we're articulating ourselves in a way that is being understood context next we have to look at the context situational context right where are we okay where are we because how we communicate in the different setting or situational may differ how we communicate outside of work compared to how we communicate inside of work. Now, there should be some level of congruence that you are the same person. I don't agree with putting on a different persona the minute that you walk into the office and then, you know, you're, you're communicating differently. But what I mean by that is that maybe the amount that I communicate at home, maybe a little bit less depending on the situation or the circumstance. Maybe there's more pauses and silence at home and there's more non-verbal communication. Whereas within the workplace, there may be more verbal communication. So the context is definitely going to differ. The other part of the context is the social context, the roles and responsibilities and the expectations of the participants that are there and what you expect of each other 
right as a kind of a reciprocal relationship what is being expected what is being heard what is being understood and then the channel so these are all the things that we have to consider in the way that we verbalize um, and when we're verbalizing are we face to face or is it over the telephone? Because over the telephone, we're going to need to make verbal signals a lot more. We're going to have to ask more questions because someone cannot see anything to do with our body language. So the way that we communicate over the phone is very different. And then there's video. So we've got video as well. Now that it could say, you could say, oh, that's similar to face to face, but you cannot see the rest of the body. You can't sense or get this kind of sixth sense of how a person is feeling and you can't see all the body language are the legs crossed is there you know the the non-verbal signals what is being said to you in terms of the language though and the verbal sounds words you know and speech that can be understood yes over video call though again it could be distorted right it could when there's not noise it could actually be a connection issue so the channel is going to also determine how we interact with another person and the verbal uh, skills that we use in that particular uh, circumstance. So that's kind of just to give you an overview and a, a kind of um, some pillars that you would look at when it comes to how you, you know, set, put the set in together and the things that have to be considered. So verbal skills is really how a person, like I was saying, can approach words, sentences, verbs, adjectives, as well as knowing the meaning and articulating it back to others. What's the language that somebody is using? How do they say that? And it all forms part of our personality, right? So what are we aiming for? Okay, so what are we aiming for? Well, we want to be able to convey messages concisely. We want to be able to explain difficult situations that may be occurring can we articulate ourselves even though we may be feeling emotion can we uh, delay rather than display can we ask and explain that we need help that is a verbal skill to be able to do that paraphrasing to show that you understand are you able to to do that back to somebody and when I'm going through these you know really ask yourself are any of these something that you struggle with is there an area of opportunity for you maybe you're not sure maybe it's about getting some support or some uh, sort of feedback from the people around you asking questions to elicit more detail and clarification are we asking questions also to involve the other person in the conversation so that it's not one-sided their verbal skills what questions to ask whether you're asking closed questions whether you're asking open questions which are going to give you more information no closed questions yes or no answers open questions much more information you can't just answer them with a yes or no Balancing the amount you speak versus the other person. Now, this, from another person's perspective, is where they can feel more appreciative of the conversation that they are having with you when you know where to stop speaking and to allow them to come in and facilitate. And it's the difference between presenting a conversation and facilitating a conversation and, and this can happen when you speak in classroom settings workshops you have to know where that balance is but that's that's different I am going to cover kind of public speaking and how we do that and how we facilitate separately in another podcast episode but it, it is still important to know how much am I speaking am I allowing the other person to come back to me are there pauses can they come into the conversation 
or is there verbal diarrhea? You know, that's what people would say, right? Or, or we've heard it before. We may have done it ourselves where we just talk at somebody rather than actually having a conversation or they do it to us. Um, refraining from interrupting. Oh, I'm a little bit guilty of this. When I can be extremely enthusiastic about something, I can interrupt. It's the passion at the same time is very frustrating for the other person or the other people in the setting. It's knowing when to do that and how to do it appropriately. If it needs, I mean, sometimes there is an opportunity where the interruption is um, validated. It would be something, for example, if you're um, moderating a room or you're doing something and somebody has gone on, you would need to kind of interject for others. But when you're in uh, you know, a conversation with one other person, be mindful of it. Is it appropriate? Are you doing it for a specific reason or just to speak rather than understand what they're saying? So balance that out. Ask yourself, are you doing it? Um, too much are you doing it appropriately asking for feedback are we good at asking for feedback can we say you know how how do you feel that went what what feedback can I take from it how can I improve are you open to that giving credit to others so verbalizing how we give credit often we can think we're giving credit and we're not we we're thinking it and we're not saying it so saying it out loud and verbalizing those things can definitely help the other person to uh, grow in the relationship with you and to feel really appreciated. So give credit to other people when you're verbalizing and communicating. Affirmative sounds. So I was talking about this when it the face to face versus the telephone. You can't just nod your head. You have to say, yeah, mm -hmm, I'm with you. Mm -hmm, yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> these are verbal sounds. Uh-huh. Ooh, you know, the, the, over the telephone, these are great. But they also help, even when you're face to face, they can add that element um, and, and depth to the conversation. Stating what you need without criticizing or blaming other people. Are you able to do that? It's a skill. All of these are a skill. And using self-disclosure to encourage other sharing. When we're in conversations with others and we're using our verbal skills, knowing to share some personal elements with somebody can help other people to open up to you, uh, especially as a counsellor or, or as a, a leader or a manager. This is really important so that you know they know, all right, OK, it's OK to have a conversation with Melissa about this. All of these we have a challenge with at certain points. We can have a challenge with them if, you know, in the circumstance that we're in, we're not present in the conversation. So we may not be able to verbalize. Uh, we may have zoned out during a conversation and therefore we can't come back with what we want to say. It, it does depend on the context and definitely the environment that we're in. Ask yourself and be honest with yourself though. What do you struggle with the most? Pinpoint it. Can we pinpoint it? Can we figure out what it is? Have other people given you feedback on it already? Remember, it's not what you say. It is how you say it as well. So, you know, I always say it. We can go around poking people in the eye with our opinion and it will hurt. Or we can go slowly. We can articulate ourselves in a way that is going to be uh, not necessarily painless, but be able to give them uh, difficult feedback at times as well in a way that it's it's taken in rather than getting a really dismissive, um, defensive uh, response to it. 
So how are we going to improve our verbal skills? Well, we can talk, right? Uh, we can talk to people. Improving your verbal skills, if you're not talking or you're introverted and you don't tend to get into conversations, improving your verbal skills by talking. You're not going to do it by not talking. Get into smaller rooms in Clubhouse, have conversations, network. I know it can feel overwhelming when there's many people there. Uh, maybe pinpoint a couple of people that you feel you have a commonality with and arrange smaller meetings or conversations with them. That will help. But not talking is not the route to improving verbal skills. I am going to contradict that slightly, though, with what I say next, because, well, it has to be a balance. Listen to great speakers. Spend time with them. Listen to the way they articulate themselves. What do you like about that? What what can you learn from them? When when we're children, right? We're and, and speech therapists. I'm not a speech therapist, but I know um, when it comes to learning language and speech, I have some people that have told me this in the past that I know children improve their speech and their language when parents use more words within the household. So when there's more communication going on, we're likely to improve our verbal skills. If there's not a lot of that, you can listen to podcasts like this or well done. <laughs> Great choice. You're listening to this today. You can also listen to other podcasts, other things that can help you to articulate, help you to frame messages. And um, we learn patterns Right. If we spend time with great speakers, we're going to start to speak in a way that is improved from our previous situation. It's like learning a different language as well. You spend time with people that speak that language, you start to get better at doing it. Role play and practice. Absolutely. And role play, people think is is, you know, it's like, oh, it's so awkward. Yes, at first. But why don't you just have some fun with it? Play it out. Say, can you just play this out with me? How's this going to go? I have a coach. We do this. We do this about sales calls all the time. So the customer's going to say this. What are you going to say? Oh, uh, mm, yeah, I haven't considered that. Absolutely great thing to do. Role play and practice it. Next point. Know when to pause and reflect. How long are you speaking for? Right. I heard a great tip not too long ago in a clubhouse room where someone said, record the conversation and play it back. How much did you speak versus the other person? Just say, can we just have a chat? I just want to record this today. I just want to see how I come across and then play it back. Or start the stopwatch when you are talking and count up how many minutes. So if you're on the call for 30 minutes, start the stopwatch when you start speaking and stop it when you stop and then restart every time you speak. And how much of it are you actually speaking? Same thing within meetings with other people, the teams that we lead and the coaching sessions that we have. Is it balanced? Are we allowing the other person into the conversation? The last thing I'm going to leave you with on this particular episode today is that eight, only eight percent of people seek coaching or professional help with their verbal skills or with the way that they communicate the way that we communicate is the route to meaningful relationships. The more that we can improve it, the better the relationships that we can have and the more fulfilled we're going to feel within our lives. Thanks for listening to the Emotioneering podcast with me, Melissa Curran, today. It's been great. Remember to subscribe to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube or all three. 
you can also come to the website modernmindgroup.com where you can subscribe there stay in contact and let us know what you really think give us the feedback this is going to get better by knowing what you think uh has this given you food for thought has it helped you change something what has it inspired let us know because that's why we're doing it it's all about the people 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 (laughs) have a great day and ciao for now